0: Hello and welcome to Property Mastermind podcast episode 133. Today, why you will be developing for replacement value. This is a fabulously interesting episode. Bob and I've discussed this a few times this week and I thought what a great topic for a podcast. So let's jump on into episode 133. Welcome to 2024 again. I know, we've already had a couple of welcomes, but I can't help myself. I love New Year's because it's new beginnings, new start, goals, all the stuff that makes my wheels spin. But um, before we kick into what I care about, well, I suppose you are part of what I care about. Welcome, Bob. Thanks for coming. Glad as to hear per <laughs> you. Yeah. I was wondering. Oh, don't be silly. All right. As per usual, um, Bob and I have got a great topic today, and he's got some valuable insights. We've been discussing it for a few days, haven't we?
1: Yeah, yeah, we have. It's come up in a, in a conversation the other day with one of our uh, new mentoring students as well.
0: Yeah, well, that's how it started. You, We were doing the induction, and that's where we all sit and you know, sort of map out and have a chat to the mentoring student all of us and you know create his plan and you said something about replacement value and I thought I've never heard you talk about that before so I wrote it down and then afterwards we started chatting we've talked about it again last night we've talked about it this morning here I am getting ready to come over to the office and I'm sort of unpacking it a bit more <laughs> because I find it quite interesting and I think you will too but before we kick into episode 133 Bob yep What is your tip for this week?
1: Well, being that time of year... Yes. ...what I'm saying is this. I'm not talking about New Year's resolutions. I'm talking about planning 2024. And I've let a couple of weeks go because I think the first couple of weeks of of a new year, you know, you're just doing stuff, you know, family's still hanging around, You got maybe you've got kids and that. But what I'm saying now about this time, what I like to do around, you know, the later part of January, once things have settled down a bit, is is really plan my year out and plan out 2024. I've got some good ideas. I've broached a couple with you, but I, I really want to give it a bit of thought. You've got to be selfish, I think. What mm. I'm talking about is me, 2024. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't involve other people. Of course it will.
0: I'm probably in there somewhere, Bob.
1: You're in the mix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're definitely in the mix. But what do you want to see at the end of twenty four when you look back and you think what a great year it was? Well, it's up to us if it was a great year or not. Mm. Point is, it's not over, it's only beginning. And so be a little bit selfish, put some time aside and really think about what you want out of 2024 and then reverse engineer it as to how you're going to do it.
0: Perfect, and while we're on that, I do offer a free goal-setting session for anybody in the entire world, you, your friends, your neighbours, whoever, there will be a link at the bottom of this, and it's January 24th, which is next Wednesday, so before the next podcast comes out, so you need to click the link, register, you'll get the Zoom link, there's no upsell, no anything, all it is, is an hour of your time to design the life you're after, have a think about what you want, and map it out, and I just lead you through, that's all I do. Bob and I actually went to the beach on Sunday and I started mine, just my overview, and then I'll start unpacking that soon. But I get really excited about goals and about planning our future. Like hmm. we have to design our life. Otherwise, we are just the You can't the just passenger. let it happen. Yes. You, we've got to take just control. Just watching from the
1: sideline.
0: And we're, interestingly, I go to Toastmasters and we had our first meeting back last night we talked about do people believe in New Year's resolutions and there was a lot of poo-hooing. and <laughs> And – Even though it's a goal setting for January, at least there is some intention that you want to do something. And maybe you haven't succeeded in the past, but crikey, at least you've stepped into it. So let this year perhaps be the year you do do the things you want. And I've got, as usual, some big ones on my list. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But anyway, excited. So if you're keen to jump onto my free session, it's next Wednesday. There'll be a link below. It'll be in the evening. All the details will come to you. Sign up. And, yeah, just give yourself that one hour to think about you. Anyway, now yeah, let's jump into uh, the podcast, Bob. Yeah, so. I'm starting with the questions because oh. you've got the answers. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You're the answer man on this one. Uh, so, Bob, developing for replacement value, what does that mean? What is it?
1: Well, the subject came up. I talked about replacement value. Yes. You often hear that term in regards to insurance. Yes, that's when I thought developed. of it, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you might you might insure your house or something for replacement value. Sometimes you, you insure something for a particular dollar value and that's all you get if it gets written off. But if it's replacement value, then it's whatever it costs at the time. So it does have relevance to property development. Yeah. In that the cost of producing... Product, And what I mean by product, it could be land, it could be, you know, townhouses, houses, uh, apartments, it doesn't, let's just call that product. The cost of producing it typically goes up over time. Mm. There can be little corrections both ways, but typically it goes up over time. But what it relates to is a property development isn't something you do in one, one minute. So your property development might take two years to do. It's a say. lot of minutes. Well, let's say let's say you're doing a project. Look, I don't know. It, it, it could be an, an upmarket duplex in a council where they're slow to give development approvals. <laughs> might take two years.
0: Sounds <laughs> awfully like Victoria could, to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> could, you know, it could be some townhouses. doesn't really matter. But let's say it's a two-year project. And what I mean by a two-year project is from the time you find your site
0: mm.
1: till the time you sell your product is two years. Let's just say that's two years. So you think about it. So... You're buying on the the site on today's market. So you're paying market value today for the site.
0: Mm -hmm. It'd
1: be great to get it below market value, but let's just say you're paying market value. And uh, let's just say it's, uh, you know, nine or 10 months. What I'll do, I'll keep it easy. Let's say it was, you know, let's say it's 10 months.
0: I've got a pen and paper here if you need to start writing some stuff down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll do it from memory. So let's say it's 10 months before you can start to build. Well, what would that mean? Well, first of all, you've got to settle your site. That might take 30, 60 days. Then you've got to get your development permit. You've got to get your building permit. You've got to line your builder up, get a building contract, sort out your construction finance, and now you're ready to build. Let's say that took 10 months. And, and let's say it took another, uh, you know, 10, 10 months to build it or 12 months and then a couple of months to sell it. So mm-hmm. let's say that added up to two years, whatever it is. So you're buying the site at today's value. The building cost will be whatever buildings cost in 10 months' time. Remember, you're not going to build for 10 months. And so whatever the going rate is for building your product in 10 months' time, that's what it is. But you're not selling till, you know, month 22 or 23 or 24. A couple of years
0: later, basically.
1: Yeah, a couple of years later. So you're selling selling price. This is January 24 Let's do the two-year thing. Yep. January 24, you're paying market value for your site. About, let's say, around December or something like that, Mm. you're paying the construction price at that time. Yep. And in December or January 26, you're selling it at whatever the property's worth then. Yes. So you've got these varying prices and... The thing is, when we're looking at a site now, where
0: we're looking at now prices,
1: we're looking at now prices. Yeah. And when we do a feasibility, we typically use today prices. Yeah. So we say, okay, we're buying it today. That's what it's worth. Uh, they cost these things cost X dollars to build today, and mm. that's what goes into our feaso. And today we could sell them for Y dollars, mm. and that goes into our feasibility. And we have a look at it, and we have a look at the margin. Mm. Uh, and and the reason we do it, that I was going to say,
0: and there is a reason for that. Yes,
1: is that's what valuers yeah. do. Yeah.
0: So you can't decide to put in later figures because the valuer won't accept that. So and, and the, the valuer impacts how much money you can borrow. So that's yeah, that's yeah, that
1: reason. So your financier obviously is leaning on a valuer to give them a couple of things. What they want to know is. What what will these not so much what will they sell for but what do they sell for mm. these this duplex these townhouses uh, what's the cost to build and cost course the land value and and then part of the uh, requirements I guess of the of the valuer is they'll do a feasibility but they'll do a feasibility on today's dollars so they say okay the, the site's purchased for this that's the site value today it costs this much to build that's the build cost and today we could sell them for this and that's that's what they put in and then Obviously, it has to be profitable, not just for you. It's got to be profitable for the financier. Yes. And, and that's important.
0: Yeah, and that's probably something that a lot of people forget. There is more than one person who has to make profit in this, the person yeah. selling the land, the developer, the financier. Everyone wants to click, click the mm. ticket. And they all have certain requirements to click that ticket, that margin that has to be yeah. reached.
1: Yeah, and and sometimes you see a, a project, let's say someone does a feasibility the margin's a bit low for, for getting finance. Hmm. But they don't think like that. They think, oh, I would have liked to have made 400, but hey, it makes 275. But, hey, I'm good with that. That takes me years to make that in my job. Yeah. I'll, I'll just do it and make 275. But the problem is no
0: you know, one's gonna loan the, you the, the bank might
1: be looking for 400 <laughs> yeah. or the financier. And uh, so it doesn't really matter what you want. Uh, it's what your finances. is There's an to unless
0: on that, though, Bob, uh, unless you have enough money to fund it yourself. Then well, if, it's if no if problem. If you can
1: fund it yourself. Yeah, there's yeah. no issue. Yeah, but even if you could fund a project 100% yourself, would you really want to do that? Because all you're making is your margin. Yeah. So if, I
0: think there would be people that would think that's okay. Yeah,
1: but would you would you do two projects and still finance them really conservatively at
0: mm. 50%? Mm. Far better option.
1: We certainly make more money doing that. Yeah. But anyway, look. Whatever. Anyway,
0: we've gone off track. We've gone so let, off track. let's go but back to our place. Most of the time value. what we're trying to do is yeah. get the
1: most money we can out of the financier. Yeah. Because the more money they put in, the less money we have Leveraging. to put in.
0: Leveraging.
1: Yeah. So we've got our total development costs, everything it costs us to do the project, which is made up of two components, our equity and our loan. Mm. The bigger the loan, the less equity we put in, and most people go that way. And, and and you know sometimes it's quite tight. Do you have enough equity? Mm. So you're really looking for lenders often, who will lend as much as you can get your hands on. Even if you even if it's a bit more expensive because they're lending more, it might it might actually work better for you. Mm.
0: So Bob, the next you know, just carrying on on the with the replacement value. That's the whole yeah. uh, the the value side of it. So just sort of who. Let's get to the end because people no, might end. be people might be thinking. Well, we always think like that. We know that in two years' time, there's it's going to be a bit higher. But so, what have you noticed now that that why this sparked the conversation? What have you come? What do you think's happening right now with the whole replacement value thing? Yeah. So,
1: so how this conversation came up the other day is we're just looking at the market at the moment. Yeah. And, the, and we're sort of looking. Well, what's January
0: twenty-four. The,
1: January twenty-four. We're saying, and what's the 2024 market going to look like in our opinion and what's the maybe 2025 market going to look like because if we're buying sites today we'll be delivering them probably you know depends on the back end of 25 Mm. now if it's a simple little two-lot subdivision or a two-lot splitter obviously it's not a 24-month project no it's it's only a you know it could only be months
0: yeah, let's be realistic. They're pretty hard to come by at the yeah. moment
1: because of to make anything that makes money in a two, you know, in a little splitter is pretty hard to get. Yep. normally you've got to build on them to, to get some sort yep. of a
0: margin. Not saying they don't, just saying they're harder to come by. Yep. I'm a bit of a so, realist. So I've just
1: I've just gone for the average sort of duplex, <laughs> yeah. three, or four townhouse yeah. sort of thing in the conversation. And so the point is this, and this conversation has got a little bit to do with feasibilities. It's got a little bit to do with finance, yeah. and it's also got a bit to do of what the market might look like yep. when you get there for your sales
0: and so also two years down the track. what's kind of starting to happen that you can see with mm. financiers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this is always a topic of conversation. Yeah. But particularly because in the last couple of years, it, it's been quite different from usual. Mm. So, and I'm going back two or two and a half years now, uh, but we're still feeling that, The last of the effects of that, Mm. so we had rapid rises in values. Remember, Mm. you know, coming out of the GFC, GFC, coming out of COVID, COVID. (laughs) Uh, but then we had rapidly rising bill costs. Yes, and we had a correction in sale prices, and now that's in twenty twenty three has all been made up again.
0: Mm.
1: So it sort of went up rapidly, had a bit of a correction, which it always does after something rises so rapidly, Mm. And, and we've had some slight increases. Uh, in in the last twelve months, and we're back like where we were a little bit in front of where we were price wise, but construction costs went up rapidly and they've slowed down a lot. But there's still some slow increases in bill costs. Not nothing like we had, but you know it's it's going to trickle still trickle up a bit, I believe, uh, for a while, a little while to come yet, and and also we had interest rate rises last year. So that's the thing we didn't have during that rapid rise in values and bill costs. But then last year, you know, Reserve Bank using their uh, sledgehammer to crack a peanut <laughs> uh, with interest rates, we had rises, rises, rises at yeah. thirteen or whatever rises we've had. So all of those things impact profitability. Profitability being the profit that developers can make. So you know we've had increase in bill costs. And we've had building taking longer, which stretches your interest out, and and then we've had the the interest rate rises. So mm-hmm. we've had you know a few a few jabs and, and a bit of a right cross, uh, but we did have those those value increases, and so we're just sort of, but that's resulted filtering in, out of yeah. all of that,
0: and it's re- that resulted in a lot of developments not being able to go ahead or slowing down good point developments because. People couldn't make development stack up. And I'm not saying everybody because we have. So there are developments stacking up. And mm. thanks to the people who put comments underneath, yes, we are developing. So, you know, they, they, yeah, we actually are <laughs> developing ourselves and have mentoring students developing and people are making profits. So what, what we are saying is it definitely slowed it's down. It's been
1: tougher to make margin for, yeah, for a while now. Definitely. And, and, and it'll slowly get better, but it's still, it's still getting tougher. Not getting tougher. It's still a bit tough. It, but it will improve. However, so what What does that mean? Well, it means that if you do, often when you do a feasibility now, and, and it has been this way for a while, it's been hard to get our old 20%. You know, the old benchmark. I was told 20% when I started nearly 40, oh, around 40 years ago. You've
0: seen 20% forever. It's and a magic
1: you number. you get a 20% heard- margin. For those that don't understand the 20%, uh, it's your profit expressed as a percentage of your total costs. So your profit should be 20% of all your costs. That's an old number. Mm. It doesn't it, it's not always that number. And who sets that? Well, pretty much the financiers. Mm. You know, whatever that number is. The smaller and easier the project, the lower that number can be. And we've talked about this before.
0: Yeah, because we've seen we have talked about 15s for a while too now, especially on about, duplexes, duplexes, yeah.
1: Yeah, we, it used to be, you know, 18 to 20 on a three or four pack of townhouses, 15 on a duplex. Yeah. But and you made a comment before Everybody needs to make a profit. Yep. There's no point doing something to not make a profit, like to break even, mm. or or to make almost not nothing out of it. There's no point doing that, even if you can. Mm. So, sorry. sorry. What you, it's an epiphany? <laughs>
0: no, no. it's all right. I'll, I'll friggin it afterwards. Yeah. Go Don't
1: on. forget it. I will Better I'll, write it down.
0: I'll write it down.
1: <laughs> if you are like me, you suddenly have a suddenly think of something, and then yep. like a minute later, you, it's out of your head. So, what's that mean? Well, it means that when you get to sell your property in let's say two years time, you can't sell it for what people are selling properties for now. No.
0: And that that's if, always been the case, but it's a bit more apparent, yeah, isn't it? It's really Because we've
1: had all these rapid rises yep. and it's been harder to get the margin. But back to people having to make money, what we've seen with financiers, and it's been this way for a while. I started seeing it a year ago. Mm. Is financiers then came to the party and started funding projects at a lower margin, mm. and they have to make money. How, how does a fi- like, keep it simple? How does a financier make money? They loan money. They lend it out. Yep. They lend it out at a higher interest rate than it, than they pay to get the money. So
0: what we're saying is they too are a business. That's what they we're saying. To. Yeah. So they need to loan money. So because they people. We're finding it harder to make the margins. They've started sort of loosening up a bit, haven't mm. they, Bob? And they
1: have for a while. This yep. has been the case for a while. Yep. Less so the banks. We know the banks pulled back on their property development funding some time ago. Yeah, They're still lending, but nowhere near the amounts that they used to. And But all the non-banks, private equity, moved into the gap and filled the gap. Because they're a business. Well, banks make a lot of money out of other things. Yeah. They're probably not even big. Well, no, they're not big lenders of property development. Mm. They'd rather lend on, you know, commercial investments, resi investments, home loans and fees. They make a lot of fees. Whereas the the non-bank private equity sector, they really make their money by lending it out and Mm. they pay for money. So they're paying investors an interest rate and then they lend it out at a higher rate. It's pretty simple and they often charge an upfront fee, of course. But if they're not lending, they're They're not not making making money. Money. (laughs) And if the market is tight and it's hard to get margins, then and and if they insist on the old higher margins, they're not going to lend much. So what they've done, a lot of them, have have come to the party and they've said, look, we'll look at deals and lend at a lower margin. I'll give you an example. Traditionally, when we were doing duplexes, 15% 15% margin was the going rate. And I've spoken to some financiers and they've been lending in the nines and tens.
0: No, nines. Holy hickers. Why?
1: Well, because they have to keep lending. Mm. And if they insist on 15s, they're not going to get a lot of deals.
0: Mm. And they but, won't. But
1: if they lend on nines and tens, they'll, they'll, they'll get plenty, you know, get a, a lot of deals. So they're not in the business of you know, lend of not lending money, they have to. Mm. And so if they lend on, let's say they lend on a, a duplex that's showing ten percent, whereas, you know, a few years ago they wanted fifteen. They still make the same profit. Mm. Because they make their profit on the margin between what they pay for money and what they lend it out, and they have an application fee, let's say, keep it simple. They're, they they have a
0: good application They're still they don't, making they.
1: that same profit. <laughs> whether the deal's showing ten percent or fifteen, yes. The difference is that
0: a te- bit more technically
1: risk. it's a higher level of risk yeah. to take on a ten percent project than a fifteen.
0: Which god? Which okay? Recently we had uh, a mentoring student having to jump through extra hoops, mm. and that's when they had to lean in and say, "We've got you as our project advisor," because that they're. they're the financier wanted that little bit more security knowing that they were new to development. Mm. Ah, I need to put that two together. Yeah, well, I wrote down rules. It's all These part of their risk
1: under- analysis.
0: Right. Okay, got
1: you. Yeah. And, and and so that's been happening a bit. Yep. And so back to it, I mean, if the financier's willing to fund your project at 10%, uh, then it's it's a deal as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Uh, the problem would have been if it only showed 10 and that particular finance is locked on 15, they're not going to lend you the money mm. uh, without you tipping in a lot more equity. And so we've seen that for a while now mm. and and that's that's helped development. Mm. We've also seen a lot of people not go ahead with projects, you know, yeah. not go, buy a site, not get a DA. They're just sitting on it as an investment for, for a while because, you know, particularly people that are not normally developers. Yeah you know, that have just sort of slipped in from outside, you know, it could be a doctor, a dentist, a school teacher, could be anybody doesn't normally develop. They bought a site and they, oh, I, I'm not going to do anything. I don't know what's going on at the
0: moment. Yeah, I spoke to somebody the other day and they they bought it and then they kind of bottomed out and sold it. Mm-hmm. So, Bob, what this has resulted in as well is the increase and in the increase coming in a lack of housing, and we already have mm-hmm. a lack of housing, mm-hmm. and what that does it drives house prices up. It
1: does, and it, not just. It, it's that. like a series of seesaws. It
0: is, and it's not just the new product that's going to be driven up because there won't be enough new product. The second hand, the, the non-new product housing, mm. is going to increase in value. That's what we talked about this morning, yeah. wasn't it?
1: Look, there's a strong demand for housing. It's yep. continuous. Oh, as you know, like one of the problems for real estate agents at the moment is getting listings.
0: Oh, well, we have got one around the corner. He's got nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: They just and, go to work and twiddle their thumbs. Yeah,
1: and a lot of real estate agents. This is not every area in every part of Australia, but no. it's a lot of it. Agents are dropping their commissions a bit to try and get
0: listings.
1: Yeah. So strong demand. We've got um, something like 300,000 overseas migrants moving in in a year, uh, and that's going to continue for a while because that's picking up the slack where nobody came over during COVID. Mm. It's just, you know, making up time. Uh, normal organic population growth and and just the demand for housing is, is strong. So if supply dwindles a bit by, for instance, people not going ahead with DAs, sitting on the fence and, and not developing, then those that do develop, when they get in two years' time, just by this pure lack of and we've seen a we've seen the numbers, there's a diminished amount of DAs going through a lot of councils. There's a lot less building of Approvals we've seen going through, you know, numbers off the HIA, uh, less building approvals. That it's, it's going to create a shortage of new stock. Uh, there's which always which drives the price up. Well, there's always second hand stock, but but a lot of people want, want new stock mm. for lots of reasons. Downsizes. I mean, a lot of a lot of upmarket duplexes nearly always are downsizes, mm. and, and so what what are they going to buy? And so you're getting to a point in two years' time where quite possibly not a lot of stock because of all those reasons. It's cost you more to get there because you bought the block on today's price. You're getting it built in 10 months time price,
0: but you're selling it in the two-year price. Do you know what? This reminds me of Liam who did the upmarket duplex in Victoria. Oh, yeah. And the same thing happened to him, a mentoring student. We should get him on here actually. And that went up by 200,000. Hmm. I mean, that
1: is by the time he got there. Yeah, by
0: the time he got there, that yeah. that wasn't his numbers.
1: No, yeah. No. But but we've seen corrections in the market as well. Yes, you know, for previously sure. where, where it can go, a bit the other way. I'm not saying it doesn't. No. I'm just saying
0: but we're looking pro- at this Property now.
1: goes up more for more time than it goes down. Otherwise, property would never go up at all. Yeah. So there are always corrections, but the, but corrections come generally after quite a you know quite a kick up, quite a boom. But what I'm saying is this: in two years' time. When you finish your project and people are looking at buying new product, they'll have to pay your price and your price is what it costs you plus a profit margin mm. because if they don't, and that's what I mean by replacement value, mm. in two years' time, the replacement value of your duplex unit would be expected to be higher than what it costs to produce today. Mm. Land values would have gone up a bit Um uh, yeah, bill costs would have gone up a
0: bit and it, it's always been the case but i think what you're pointing out today and how this came up is because it's going to be uh, a a bit more noticeable and financiers are going to change the way they look at it because well, they're going to well they started of them, to a lot of them have. yeah so it's it's just it's probably a little bit what would say it's a bit more exaggerated well, we're going through
1: this transition you know we we still got a bit of the after effects of everything that happened post covid yeah you know those things that happen there's a lot of settling down as I said before, with pricing, it's gone. It went up rapidly, had a bit of a correction, been trickling up. Yeah, but there's you know good reasons why it will continue to escalate more. Bill prices went up a lot, slowing down a lot. Interest rates did go up. Mm. They get, they're stuck there for a little while now, mm. where they are, and 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 everything that that's affected it, it has been filtering out for a while, and will continue to filter out during twenty twenty four. You know, by the time people buy your product in two years' time it's it's a totally different market from now.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: you know, and
0: more so than normal.
1: Yeah, and that will be a replacement value at the time. A replacement value will always be what it costs plus the developer's margin.
0: Mm. plus everyone's margin the developer the finance well everyone
1: makes profit yeah. through th- I mean we've got
0: to remember life is about business and everyone's got to pay yeah. their bills the developer needs yeah. to eat the yeah. financier needs to eat everyone's got uh, to
1: and developers cost includes all those people having, yeah. having, having a feed yes you know eight different consultants all yeah. of them having a feed yeah. you having a feed Yeah, everyone having a feed yeah.
0: While and, we're on that, while we're on that, still dealing with the Christmas overeating situation. No,
1: I'm trying to eat maximum two meals a day, at the <laughs> see how I go. Uh, yeah, and, and so that replacement value in two years' time will not be what it costs to do something now. Mm. And if people want new product, they're going to have to pay that. If they don't want to pay that, they're going to have to buy secondhand product. But if there's not a lot of new product and people having to buy secondhand, secondhand product goes up, yeah. supply and demand.
0: So what we're saying, there's going to be less on the market and things are probably going to go up. That's what we're saying. Eh.
1: Looking that way from looking at approvals that are going through looking at mm. and looking at um, construction approvals as well.
0: Mm.
1: And we are generalising when we say this because, remember, as developers, we're not looking nationally. We're not looking at state. We're not even looking at city. We're looking at suburban and even sub-suburban when we're doing a development. Mm. But for the sake of a conversation, we have to not generalise and talk about the country pretty much as a whole. Mm. But always drill down, as we know, as developers, we drill down locally. Mm. So, yeah, interesting. It is an times. interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to 2024. I think it's a great time to get in into development. Mm. We've sort of ridden out a few of the ups and downs and, and now things are sort it's of been starting. been a while, right? We've got more settling out to do, but it's all good. As far as I'm concerned, it's good settling out. Yeah? Yeah, and uh, you know we got projects. We find them. Uh, students are finding projects if, if they're taught properly. And they know how and where to look, and how to do their numbers, and how to deal with finance, and all that stuff we teach.
0: So while we're on that, uh, let's go to or well, finishing off that conversation. Yeah. Yes. This is for the person who keeps commenting advertorial. This is our podcast. We're allowed to say what we like. We do this in our time and we pay for it. So we're allowed to have shameless plugs of our own business. Is that okay to say? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, this is our time. This is a business, just like all the other stuff. But we do it to educate and entertain you. And if you like what we say and you get to know, like, and love us, well, then you'll come and join us. We have fantastic education programs and we have an amazing mentoring program of which we only work with a very limited number of amazing people. So if that's something you're into – reach out, and remember the goal-setting session, 24th of fourth of January, that is actually for free. For anybody. Yeah, that one is just for anybody, and that's just me being a nice person. And we didn't give away the book this week because I forgot to, um, well, no one actually reached out for it because I, I don't know why. Yeah, the holidays. Holidays, I suppose, <laughs> but we're back on deck, so we are officially back on deck this week. Anyone wants a copy of this, reach out, give us a great plug. Uh, share this with somebody, let us know you shared it, put on social media that you watched it, do anything, let me know, and you'll uh, be a winner of this book. And also, again, the shameless plug on my own book, Three Wines In, uh, How to Increase Your Self-Confidence. If you're not achieving what you want in life, and you need to kick up the butt, this is the book for you. So, if you want this one, it's on hillarysaxton.com. There you go. There's all my shameless plugs.
1: Well, it's your podcast. <laughs> it is my podcast.
0: Exactly. So, Bob, I think that was a really interesting topic. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed learning about Mm. it. It's not stuff that you probably don't know, but you bring it to realisation, and there's a lot of aha moments in that. So what we're saying is it's a blooming good time to be property developing.
1: I think so. I'm into it.
0: Yeah, we are. So I think that's the end of podcast 133. We hope you get a little bit out of that. Remember, if you'd like to have a chat with me about what we have to offer, there's always a link below, book into my diary. Happy to chat with anybody. Happy to chat with everybody, really. That's a bit of a me thing. See you next Wednesday. You love a good chat. I love a good chat. Bye. Bye.